I was hot, sweating, soup sticking to me, nervous, excited, pandemonium going inside my head, but I'm ready for the leap. It was July 21st, 2018. There in Mexico at the Grand Palladium Hotel, the Diamond Club rooftop access with panoramic ocean views. Can you picture it? Hey, I'm Denisha. And I'm Dre. And we are the Keatons. We are a millennial married couple and parents who are a beautiful mashup of all things Harry Potter, ESPN, Food Network and Baking, Sports, Murder Mystery and Anything Crime, Basketball, All Things Travel, and of course LeBron James. Really? Is everything just about sports? What? I'm just being honest. We created this podcast to chat about our everyday lives as millennials and parents. Our strides in entrepreneurship and through marriage. And all the beautiful chaos that happens in between. What started as our wedding theme, Just Keep Keating On, morphed into a daily household saying, we realized that the only thing constant in love, friendships, work, sports, and life is that you just have to keep keep keeping on. on. So we were just talking about our initial feelings of how we felt, our first initial reactions for our wedding day. But since this is our first time and everybody's so new here, let's just take it back a little bit and let's just get to how we met. So I think we should just give them a POV of how we first met. So I'll let you go first with your version. Okay. Well, uh, back in high school, uh, she had just came to my high school. She just transferred. And you know, as soon as I saw her, I had one of my friends beside me. His name was Dex. Shout out to Dex. Um, saw the saw her walking in the gym. And I was like, man, she's beautiful. She's gorgeous. Uh, she, I, I have to get to know her. So, amazingly, we ended up going to the same uh, counselor. And you know, I was saying, you know, hey, my name's Dre. Yada yada, trying to spit a little game. You know? And uh, I was like, okay, well, why don't you come? Let me walk you to your car. Just, you know, try to be a gentleman. So, walk her to her car. I was like, well, you know, next day you should park by me. You know, we should kind of get to know each other and yada, yada. But I didn't want to seem too pushy and ask for her number because, you know, we go to the same school. I'm going to see her the next day. So I just kind of let that marinate. And then um, I actually ended up talking to another good friend of mine, uh, Uncle Willie, as I call him. Oh, my God. And uh, <laughs> uh, we, I was like, hey, man, I know you know everybody in the city, so you have to put in a good word for me. You're treating it like a job application. <laughs> it is. It is. Everybody, look, I know you're, you got to do your background there, everybody. And I know Willie was going to put in a good word for him. So shout out to Willie. But um, did that. And then the next day, we just kind of kept talking. We ended up getting another class together. And then the rest was history from there. We just started talking. Eventually, I asked for her number, went on a date. And fast forward, here we are here now. <laughs> that is so funny because our versions of this story, like anything else, couldn't be any more Completely different, <laughs> like such juxtaposing views for the same encounter. So for me, I had went to several different high schools before. I was transferring around. I got to a point in high school, I was pretty much finished with all my high school classes. So I started dual enrollment. So that was kind of one of the only ways that we Smart ended up man. at <laughs> the same high school because my parents were like, okay, if you want to do this, that's fine. Your grades are in order. You can move schools. So I get there the first day. Let me tell you guys, I had on this like strapless shoulder, kind of like burlap khaki I don't dress know where she she was going. <laughs> with this little <laughs> cute little cardigan. I mean, like all the feels. I was so ready for my first day. I was on my normal like me thing, filling myself out. 
So no sooner than the first day I go and we go to the counselor and I get my schedule and there are these three guys there in the office and they're all pushing up on me so hard. I'm like, oh my goodness. I wouldn't say it's pushing. Okay. But it wasn't even like like it wasn't even twenty four hours in before the whole new kid, new girl on the block really began to settle in, and it was just so annoying to me because I was only there all about basketball. That was it. I just wanted to stay focused on my athletics, um, and clearly that didn't happen. So the first time we were in there, they each just took their turn, if you will, trying to spit their game, trying to be polite. But again, I was just so over it. So it was just Dre who patiently waited to the end and was like, hey, my name's Dre. You know, I know you're new here. Let me walk you to your car. Yeah, so, a gentleman, like I said. <laughs> and even still, I just knew like, okay, here's just another play. But the only thing that made me even begin to entertain him was the fact when I got ready to walk out, he opened the door. Pete Gang, open <laughs> and, the door for you, lady. And it was just the fact that we are these kids at 16 years old and he goes to open the door for me. And my dad had already taught me, like, you don't touch the door handle. So to have another guy, another boy at that time, to do the same thing, he began to at least pique my interest. So as he mentioned, we were in a couple classes. We had first period together. So now not only are we parking beside each other because that's what's his idea. Now we're walking to first period together. We have the same teacher. And the seat that you sit in the first day of class, love behold, did we know, ended up being our assigned <laughs> seat for the seat. rest of the year. <laughs> so we were stuck together. I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm stuck with this guy. He's going to be only like white on rice. What am I going to do? Completely <laughs> Complete opposite. So from there, we just really started talking. And for me, it wasn't until we went into the gym and I got out the dress, took off the cue card again, put my hair up in this little messy bun, put on my practice suit. And I was just out there on the court and I saw him and I was like, oh, he hoops too. Like, okay. So this is something totally different. I've just met somebody else who understood because that was always the biggest thing in dating. Trying to find another athlete who is as serious about their craft as you are and understands like your schedule of study hall, practice, games, uh, film watching, all these different things. So we went there to the court and we started, you know, playing. And um, of course, as it starts, one-on-one challenges and everything else and just like seeing how you work out and the team dynamic where you fall in the teams. All these things come into play, ladies, when you're watching these fellas on the court. You got to watch. So it was just really from there that we just started talking and things just kind of took off from there, as he said. But it was really like the game he thought he had was no more than his chivalry. No, it was <laughs> it was game. OK, everybody doesn't you know, everybody doesn't have that. But I will say just to set the record, when we did play one on one. It was not pretty. It was I'm not. not taking pity. <laughs> At all, because I don't need her to come up just like we're doing this podcast now and be like, oh, I beat you, this and that. Mm-mm. Dude, every time we played one-on-one, this is how I also knew because it never ended. Like, it wasn't this cutesy one-on-one you see. It no. was like scratch it's eyes. Like <laughs> Let me let me actually play. Like. Right. The crew neck of your shirt became like a bacon neck. It was, just, it was totally like full on. And like, I remember one time he definitely tried to dunk or tried to lay the ball up hard. And he got a really, really tough, like I'm talking like 90 style going to the basket. Yeah, that was, and I told that was him crazy. like, I can't block your shot. So every time you come down here, you're going to get by. I'm like, you found me. I'm like, I'm in the air. Like, why would you do that? Everybody knows one-on-one rules. You just don't find nobody in the air. But he was... I'm like, hey, you get five, you can't take them with you. Lucky for you, it's one-on-one. There are no refs, so it's totally to my advantage. 
<laughs> but from there, since I just how we really just began to grow and have fun. And then we, after like maybe the two or three months, just kind of just talking really casual, yeah. it got into the beginning of basketball season, um, which for some people, has, I guess, has been coined now, what, 10 years later, cuffing season. Yeah. <laughs> so it was the busiest season for us, though, but we decided to... I decided for me to start to take it where we actually put a title and we started dating just because we were able to connect on multiple levels. Right. Yeah. So just like academically, he was smart. I was smart. We were both really about just our craft and learning the game and just being better at that game. And honestly, he just really wasn't sweating me. Like the days <laughs> I had practice, he knew I had practice. The days I had games, he knew I had games. Like, and I live like an hour away from our school. So it was like there is no staying up on the phone talking all night when I gotta get up and drive an hour <laughs> to clock in, be there at school for 7 30. It wasn't happening. So it was just days like that, and we both just understood each other's schedule and we were both just able to support each other. So we really just thought like it was the right time to just make it a full-blown thing. Yeah, you know, you just got to give her a space. I mean, because like I said, I was an athlete at the time. And, you know, when you have to study hard and you got to practice every day trying to be on the phone all night because sometimes you don't do your own work and study hard, so you got to cram a little bit in before you go to bed. And like I said, I think I was about 20, 25 minutes away from school anyway, so I had a little drive as well. But, I mean, I was, you know, a part of my strategy. You got to put it along <laughs> I mean, it's, it's chess, not checkers. <laughs> so, like, what do you think? Like, what would you say were some of, like, the main mantras we kept hearing people say when we were dating high school? Oh, this, <laughs> I really can't stand this, this whole love and basketball type Yes, thing. that's what everyone like, kept I really, saying. I really can't stand it. The only reason why, because the guy gets hurt. I was like, you can't stand the lady <laughs> winning. Like, she up. Like, she's finally the protagonist in this story. I'm like, well, can I at least explore my dream before going out my knees? That's all I'm and it was really so opposite, which we'll get to later. But the love and basketball story was just not ours. We yeah. both did love each other, and we both yeah. were lovers of basketball, but they were not the same. It was not close to the movie um, because, no, I'm not getting on the bike. So but we were definitely our own people, but the love and basketball narrative that a lot of people tried to pick. And Everyone said. It, just, it, it was not our vibe. It was not. It was not the story for us. I mean, I let them go with it because, you know, that's the first thing. They see two athletes together and that are, you know, actually trying to stay committed to one another. And then it's like, oh, hey, y'all got that love of basketball. And I'm, me, I'm just thinking, like, that's good for her. But that's not good for me. Like, yeah, we run off in the sunset, but I don't play anymore. But, yeah, that's a whole other thing in itself, as she said earlier. But. Yes, high school was definitely a time for us. So if you take it back and look, we were 17 when we met. We're getting into the latter part of our senior year. We're yeah. now 18. Yeah. We're about to get out of the house. I'm feeling myself, <laughs> you know. <laughs> we on our real grown stuff. And we are getting ready to do college talks. So we went there. We got graduation. And when we're talking about looking at rankings, he will not admit the <laughs> truth. But when it came to rankings, we were like. It wasn't we, a blowout, it, it was, you know what? Sometimes you wish you would lose that game by a blowout because when you only lose by a point, it's all the more worse. But I was one ranking ahead of him. She was exposed to more. Okay, so I can't take anything away from her. I mean, look, she was out of however many students that were in our class. We had a certain amount of rankings. She was forty-three. I was forty-four. Right, so. You can't just say, like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, clearly, I know what I'm doing. We were in there. We were, we were middle of the packs to come yeah. in and juggle oh, yeah. sports and everything else. 
So by then now we graduated and we're getting ready to prep for college and we're applying for colleges, both looking at ones for sports wise and academically. And I think what really like set up the stage for me was my senior year, even before basketball season started, I had a major knee injury. Um, The technical term was chondromalacia of the patella. In layman's terms, simple terms was I basically had no cartilage left in my knee. It was bone on bone friction. <laughs> yes, like there was nothing left, and it was it just as painful as it sounded it was. And this was at the beginning of my senior year. It was opening game. Um, it was my birthday weekend, and we had like you know blue versus white in school game. And I remember I went to block a shot, and I blew my knee out. And it wasn't this big major incident, more so just like. Oh, she tripped and fell out. Oh, it felt like a little tweak. Only after that, when I really had a chance to go look at it, it was much more, much more um, than that, what I could have thought. Yeah. So I had to make a decision and choose to go my whole senior year and miss it and get surgery on the first half of the year. Hope I can come back, get back in shape and hope our team made it that far or play the season, just play hurt. So it was a lot of treatment for me. A lot of STEM, a lot of ice, a lot of icy hot. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Coming to school. I'm like, what does that smell? What did you smell like ice hot earlier this morning? I kept icy hot in every backpack, every crevice of my car, every locker. It was just crazy. Yeah. So, anyway, back to it was when we got college. So, that's what made up a lot of our decisions because I had got to a point where I was a competitor. And I probably didn't have the strongest mental that I should have, but I was starting to turn away from college prospects or that were looking at me for sports because – I felt like I wasn't at a level where I could compete with other people who had been there in college for a year or two years because of my injury, because I was on crutches for a very long time. Yeah. Um, even after I came off crutches, it was so weird to walk. Um, probably post-surgery, it took me an entire year to be able to just walk regularly or, you know, and probably even more than that to just actually get back out on the course. Yeah, so just it's, trusting yourself. Like, yeah. You know, trusting that you can make this jump or, you know. Make that pivot. cut or that yeah. pivot. Exactly. Yeah. So when we got in college, you fast forward between all the steps, we landed on, I ended up going to the University of South Florida. And I ended up going to the University of West Florida. <laughs> and I told him, I'm like, could you have not picked a college at least on the same coast? Yeah, not not that I, <laughs> not that I think about it, I probably should have just went to the community college and played there, and then in the USF. But yeah, I went far, literally. <laughs> so at that point, we were six hours away from each other, um, and we were trying to figure out: do we want to make this long distance thing work or not? Yeah. Um, when you hear long distance, you never hear anything good about it. Yeah. So this is another point, another milestone oh, in our relationship <laughs> where we definitely end up disagreeing. We had two different views. Yeah. And my first view was, I don't want to do this. I remember we met up at this park. He was like, excited. He like, hey, we getting ready for college. This is going to be our next step. Yeah. And I told him like, hey, look, I think we should go our separate ways. Sorry, and if I'm you could have felt. If you could have felt the emotion that oozed out of him when I said that. Fellas, fellas, you know when, you know, you find that right person. You want to keep that special person. You don't want nobody else to, you know, try to get your your special power, okay? You don't want to have to be like, oh, I, I, I regret this or I regret that. No, you got to stick with it. That's the thing. I told him, I was like, I think we should go our separate ways. I felt like. College was my time to flourish. I was going to have a lot of fun. I was really getting into myself and into my own. I'm hurt. 
I had finally bridged that gap between basically like being a baddie and playing sports. So it was just like, college is for me. I'm finna take off in four. She's trying to crush my dreams. <laughs> so, and he, we sat there for like easily over an hour. I'm yeah. like, yo, I got to start heading home. Remember, I live the next town over. So I'm so <laughs> far away. And it's time for me to start heading home. He's like, no, we need to talk about this. You just need to give us a shot. And I'm just like, I don't trust it. I've always been this very like solo, lone wolf kind of person. I told myself my senior year of high school, I wasn't going to date and I dated. I told myself that nothing was wrong with that. <laughs> I told myself that when I got ready to go to college, I was going in with a fresh, clean slate, like to see what nuances college had to offer me. Clearly, that did not happen as well. No, oh, it's, <laughs> uh, it's about playing chess, not checkers. Okay, but I mean, what, what I really did, I just tried to show that you know I really want to be with you. Like I really think that you're the one. Hence, you know, fast forward three years, and I just wanted to be like, you know, we can get through this because. I knew I was going to transfer after the first semester. I was like, yeah, if I if they say I can't, you know, walk on to that basketball team or do whatever I got to do to do that, I was like, yeah, first semester, I'm out. So <laughs> fast forward, um, we, I get to UWM, and it is terrible. <laughs> I mean, I, the, some of the people that I met were, you know, we're definitely still keeping contact with me, but, I mean, just me being there, being so many hours away, it was it was awful. It was brutal, especially that wasn't the school. That worked, so. And not only that, like I was the only one with the car, so yeah, yeah. it was on me to drive six hours. Yeah, that was so tough. luckily, I mean, thank God I was smart <laughs> because uh, it definitely was tough. I would drive six hours there. I would get in my car. I would save up my financial aid. There was no way my parents could know I was driving. Shout six out hours. to the financial aid, the, the fast one, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> but I would drive six hours. I mean, and I'll tell you guys that rich homie Quan album. <laughs> yes, it got it got yeah. us through, man. Like yeah. you just never know. So we got there, um, and this is back in like twenty twenty fourteen. This is yep. way back. Yep. And I remember us just me visiting. I'm, I got there on a Thursday. I only had classes Tuesday and Thursday. So Thursday, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm here till Tuesday. So I got my classes finished um, and I was there. And so Monday night's coming around. I'm getting ready to pack. And he's like, man, can you stay? Can you stay? I'm like, yo, I got class. What are you talking about? <laughs> and he's like, well, can't you just do your work or let your professor know this and that? I'm trying to get <laughs> I, 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 I'm coming up. I'm leaving with something. And it, and it was just like, you talk about like divine intervention because he had a roommate who was from the Pensacola yeah. area. So he was hardly in his room anyway. So yeah. we kind of had this little space to ourselves to just vibe out. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'll miss it. This will give me an extra day or two. So I know, don't do that. Go to class. <laughs> okay? Don't, don't so skip class. I do my work. I let my professor know. I turn in my stuff. You know, you get so many absences. So... It came Tuesday night. When it's Wednesday night, I have to get back for my Thursday class, yeah. and the same speech comes around. Same speech. Babe, you should just stay. I love having <laughs> you here. There's da da like all this stuff, and I'm just like, you know what, yo, you lucky. I'm kind of really feeling you at this point. And so it wasn't until that following one week, yeah, one full one week, full Thursday week. to Thursday, did I spend down there at this man's store. <laughs> I mean, it was worth it because, I mean, we had a, a good chance to bond, um, you know, definitely you coming up there, you know, because you're driving back by yourself. That was my biggest worry. I'm like, man, she has to drive six hours. I mean, because you, your body still has to recoup from those initial six hours. Yeah. And then, you know, to hop back on the road after three days, I'm like, 
<laughs> you know, we got we to do something. Right? So what about you? Because, yes, I had the car, but then we discovered a way um, for you to take the bus. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my God. Oh, yeah. bus route. So what was it like for you, like, even back then? Oh, my goodness. First of all, um, we ended up, my uncle ended up telling us about Megabus. Oh, uh, the dollar bus. The dollar bus. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it ain't, it's not for the faint heart. I can tell you that. But it is for a broke college student that's trying to receive his lady. <laughs> so we ended up, there's a way that you can, from Pensacola, you can take it from Pensacola to, Mo, to Mobile. Mm-hmm. And then you take, uh, you get off that bus and you take the Greyhound bus yeah. from Mobile all the way down to Tampa. There is a way, well, at least back then, there was a way for you to do that. So we decided, I was like, okay, we use that aid money <laughs> and buy these tickets. So, you know, that's what happens when you have you getting in a relationship with a planner. That, <laughs> that money is already planned out. So we ended up booking booking the tickets or whatever. And the bus ride the, was, <laughs> no, 12, was 12 gruesome hours. hours. 12 hours. But, but even before that, I ended up missing my bus. <laughs> Listen, I'm a planner at heart, okay? When it comes to vacations, weddings, the whole yeah. shebang, I'm a planner. Yeah. But I got a lot of experience, guys, okay? <laughs> when I was planning his bus, there was a bus that was at midnight. Yep. So when I heard midnight, you know how we think midnight is, if it's midnight on the 25th, no, technically it's the 26th, but because it's night, we still think it is the 25th. <laughs> so when I booked his, his, his bus and the lady was like, I'm sorry, sweetheart, but that bus left yesterday at midnight. And I was like, like <laughs> um, what do you mean the bus left? She's like, yeah, it already left. I mean, I'm like, um. That's not going to work. I got somebody I got to see. Like. And the next bus wasn't coming literally until the next day. Yeah. So luckily yeah. his cousin, who again, shout out to him. Again, shout out just, to James. This divine intervention <laughs> of just people put in our lives where he came and picked him up and took him to, Mobile, took to Mobile. So he can be able to make his bus. So yeah. Shout um, out to James. <laughs> we, we found then that even with the long distance, that there was just no coming between yeah. this newfound kinship that we had began to discover. Oh, yeah. So, um, take taking that road trip. I mean, it was like I said, that was twelve long hours. You think about riding a bus from Mobile all the way down to Tampa, even with the stops. You know, it's it was a lot. But I mean, I was like, I mean, it's worth it because hey, I get to see my lady. I'm in a nice warmer area, so it's <laughs> definitely worth worth it. Like, I I would do it again if I had to. I would keep doing it because I mean, that's just how much love I have for music. So that was always in my plan. All right, so, you know, taking all these different bus trips, planning out all this financial aid, um, something has to come along with it. And I know, you know, for a semester, is what, about three months, three and a half months? So, you know, you plan on maybe four trips, two for me to go down there, two for her to drive up. So she was, this was her time to come back. I think this was around November, maybe? Mm-hmm. Around November-ish time, um, Classes have kind of slowed down a little bit because now they're about to go into exams. And I'm like, okay, this is her time to come in. So I already tell my, asked my roommate, like, hey, you going to be here? Like, because he was from there. So uh, I just wanted to have the place like clean, you know, make sure there was nothing you know, left out or anything like that. Because this was the weekend, little bit, you know, that I was going to propose. <laughs> um, this was the weekend. This was going to be like my, my big step, sort of say. So. Uh, 
I want you to see, like, how did how did you feel when you were initially coming up? I just, during that time, I was just like, I cannot keep doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this six-hour trip is killing me. My parents are starting to act like, wow, these miles on your car. Yeah, these um, old changes. <laughs> yeah, it's like all this stuff that kept coming up. And um, it was, so it was just becoming a lot yeah. because I just never was really like a driver. Like, you know, again, we're talking about like 18 and taking these six hour road trips was just really becoming a beast. Yeah. And then in November to turn around after seeing him and then get my mind ready to drive back home, you know what I'm saying, for the Thanksgiving holiday. So it was definitely becoming like a lot. Yeah, definitely. I can get that. Oh, I had um, kind of played. Did this whole weekend where I wanted to kind of celebrate her, uh, you know, because obviously I'm glad she came to the room or whatever, but I was nervous. Um, I think the weekend or maybe a couple weekends before that, so we had eight money up, went and bought her a ring, you know, just to propose to her. So she ends up getting there. Uh, I think we go to dinner or something like that. And then we ended up going to uh, Pensacola Beach. Yeah. It was, I think this was around eight, nine o'clock at night. Yeah. Maybe a little later. Dark. Yeah. So uh we go and just kinda talking, just kinda that was the main thing. I did I didn't mind talking with her, you know, because we have so much to talk about and we have so many interests that it doesn't really feel like, you know, forcing conversation. So um it was a beautiful night. The uh, the moon was out, it was like perfect, like mm-hmm. full moon. You hear the waves. And, you know, she's trying to take everything in. I think she was, like, taking a picture. She ended up turning her back. <laughs> so I pulled the ring out, got on one knee, and I was like, hey, I'm really not trying to do this without you. <laughs> um, I think this is, you know, I think you're beautiful. I think you're perfect. I think you're the one for me. Like, you married me. <laughs> and, like, it was funny because we had somebody else that was also in the background watching us. Uh, I think they were just like, you know, just happened to be there at the beach. And she said yes. And I like picked her up and spit her around and everything. And he's screaming. Yeah. He's screaming. She said yes. She said yes. And I got I got a I got a, I got a applause. So that's and, that's what And that's. like five people that were there on the beach are like giving him all the applause <laughs> that he needs. So um It's the planning and the detail that I do for me. I don't plan things. No. I was I was so surprised, but I quickly began to learn a few things. Dre is going to surprise me, he's going off the grid. He's not going to text me back. He's not going to answer I don't want to lie. That's the thing. I don't want to lie. <laughs> he is, like, his friends are not going to know where he is. Like, when he gets ready for a surprise, he's going <laughs> MIAOD. So then I didn't know. But now I know when he does any surprises, when he goes off the grid, when you don't hear from him, I'm like, okay, he's busy doing something because this detective will figure it out. Yeah, I can, I can, I can live with that. As long as you know I'm doing something, <laughs> then I can be with As long as you don't know what it is, I'm, I'm fine. I can, I, can, I can get with that. So then you think, okay, at 18, this is like 2014. We had been talking right at that point, probably right at over yeah, a year. Right at a year. And it's like, what made you think at 18, in college, with <laughs> everything in front of you, that you wanted to be married? Because, I mean, it's, I see my grandparents married, uh, their relationship and their dad. But I grew up in a single-parent household. And so that was kind of something that I've always wanted. I've always wanted to be married, have a bunch of kids, oh or whatever, get a dog. I mean, that's supposed to be the American dream. But, you know, when you find someone and you think this person is the one, you got to go with you. Because you don't know 
you know, just regretting that decision <laughs> of, hey, I let this girl buy. I can't, I can't live with that. I can't. Wow. See, again, like from my viewpoint, I was this lone wolf. My friends will tell you they were in so much <laughs> shock, probably for like, when I told them 18, probably till I was about 23, like yeah. the first five it was years. Annoying so many people could not believe. They were like, first of all, Denisha, you still talking to this guy? Like, yeah. You still have a yeah. boyfriend? I'm getting crazy looks at the basketball game when we come back home. Yes, people are like, oh my goodness, like, are you engaged? Did he really take you off the market? And it wasn't because I was really out there. I was just really, really cool with just being by myself. I really enjoy like my own time, my me time. I was just on a different wavelength than a lot of my other peers. So yeah. I would only have like one or two close friends. And we never went out to parties, never really did a whole lot. We were always just chilling. Um, and that probably came up to some of my background, just like my dad being in law enforcement about just being like hyper aware. So it was just much easier for me just to chill out than answering a thousand questions. So I was just this really, really chill person. And then to talk about marriage and like you're with this person and he was he was so affectionate. He was so lovey-dovey. At the earlier point in our relationship, maybe three weeks in, he was already saying the I love you's. And I was just (laughs) I was I just couldn't I couldn't wrap my head around it. But no matter how hard I tried to stick to my lone wolf thing, it was just like, what is it about this guy that you just cannot shape, that you just really like so much that you can actually be silly? Like, I was just such a goofy person with my friends. Still. But if you didn't know me, you'd be like, oh, she's so, you know, put together. She's so this, she's so that. People always have this notion either she's extremely stuck up and really bitchy or she's a goofball, she's a dope person. She's really like a tomboy with a pretty exterior. Yeah. That was me. Yeah. <laughs> so when I say yes, it was just like, I really enjoy him. He's super fun. He's so polite. And um, after we said yes, shortly after that, he had transferred. We did all his paperwork. He ended up transferring over to USF. So now we're in the same city, guys. Okay. Yeah. We had the yeah. same, college. same college. And um, again, he was smart too. So we were in the same dorm. We're both in like the business programs yeah. and everything else. So things for us are really looking up. So. But before we get into that, how did you feel, you know, when just you getting into USF, you being a black student in uh, the BBD? And I know there was another black. How did you feel for that as far as for your I think, like, I was always smart. I was always yeah. top of my class. So yeah. I didn't really get a chance to. Now I look back, and of course, I can appreciate and have gratitude. But I really didn't know then what I had accomplished between all the schools that got accepted into the scholarships, even with USF being accepted into the Bulls business community, yeah. the BBC, um, and getting scholarships that paid for my room and board at one of the most expensive dorms back at the time <laughs> um, for two years. I just didn't understand it. So it was just definitely eye opening. It was awe inspiring. Um, it just it paid homage to the hard work, how you could truly have it all, how you can be an athlete, how you can be in a relationship, and how you can still be about your academics. Does it take work? Of course. (laughs) Are there some sacrifices? Can you not go to parties? Can you not do some other things? Of course. But, you know, it was a point where then I didn't know. But, of course, now I look back and I'm just, like, super proud of everything. So, um, but now we're at the same school, guys. We're at the same school, Mm -hmm. same university, same dorm. Same dorm. So we're hitting a different level now because my other thing I vowed to myself was I'm not going to date anybody that goes to the same school as me. Okay. (laughs) I needed my space. Like I'm breaking all the rules. But we ended up 
finding our loves together, yeah. our love for travel. Yep. And again, remember we're college students, so these trips aren't lavish, no. but we're going to like the local zoos and the local museums. Yeah. Like we're just walking campus. Yeah, you remember we used to rent bikes and just oh, like ride bikes so, around campus. That was so good. I, I, I hated that they stopped it. They stopped doing it. Yeah. Um, even using our bull bucks, going yeah. to Beefo Brady's on yeah. campus. You ride the bike all the way to Beefo Brady's. That's yes. like a 20 minute walk. It was a 20 minute walk. We would ride our bikes. Five minutes. Some Beefo Brady's, come back to the dorm. Um, my dorm, you know, the beds that are really high, you could change the levels of them. I had my bed yeah, at the highest level. Yeah, I want level. you guys to listen, <laughs> listen to how she did her Because I was always, which paid, I was always just like creative. So I, we had these beds that would move up and you could either put them at a low level or a high level. So I put my bed to the highest level. Now, mind you, this bed is almost six feet, six feet off the ground. Yep. So I, and I hate ladders. So I didn't use a lot. I pushed my desk to the back of it yep. in my chair. So I would step, <laughs> step in the chair, step on my desk, and then climb up to my bed. So for a record, I'm like six foot, six one-ish. So my bed is the height of me off this ground. But yeah. just take me two jumbo steps from the chair to the desk, definitely, desk to the bed. Definitely have. <laughs> Not that thing about it. Yeah. And so when he would come over to my dorm, we're sharing this little twin XL bed, yeah. which ladies, we all know, he's on the outside. <laughs> yeah, I'm like... First of all, I'm, I'm six four, six five in it. And I'm like, damn, this bed is kind of high, like. Yes, <laughs> but the the other cool part was that underneath my bed, I created this little hangout with some yeah, curtains. I mounted a TV under there. Yeah. I had a papazon chair. These little like um, Edison lights almost strung underneath the bed. It was yeah. a literal. It was dope. It was, it was it was a really nice setup. Now, if you ask me what was under mine, <laughs> I had the bed all the way to the lowest one. Yes. Okay. I had. I think I had my dresser underneath mine. Yes. And uh, so this one was the bare bone basics. Yeah. But when we started to like, we would save up our money and we started to travel together. Um, we took our first trip. First trip. Yeah. Uh, like out of state, so yeah, to say. Yeah. And we went to Houston. We had an awesome weekend. We went to the Rockets game and went to yeah. this nice little restaurant. And I remember the week of our anniversary, this is a lot of money for us. We're 18. We spent like $500 that yep. week. Mm-hmm. And this is back like before social, before like trips and Instagram and the yeah. TikTok. This is way back in yeah. 2015. Yeah. And we just blew through $500. Just blew through $500. <laughs> just through $500 so we just had an amazing time. And we're yeah. really leaning into our love of travel. Yeah. And, um, and then that's what just got us thinking of just like we can really do this and like be together this entire time. Yeah. So we had a really long engagement. We were engaged the whole time. And I told him, I said, we can be engaged, um, but we're going to finish college first. We're not going to get married until yeah. we finish college yeah. and do it after that. Um, and our parents, of course, a lot of people ask, like, how did our parents feel? They were ambiguous. They were like, oh, it's not going to be a thing. They're just in college. Yeah. Right. They were like, are you gonna, you know, you can get married in college, you're gonna finish college first, right? Yeah, you have the so, right. Now. <laughs> right. So all these questions, but they were just still kinda of on the fence because again, we're two kids, we're 18, 19 years old, and we're talking about we're engaged, we're in college, we're taking trips. Yeah. So they saw the commitment, but it was still a thing because we are still very young. We still are kids that they were a little ambiguous about. Yeah. But we made the promise to ourselves to be sure that we were gonna graduate college. So that was one of our main things. So um, really, for me, I guess it goes back to the beginning question of marriage. I do. Do you? Yeah. Did you always know that you wanted to be married? Was that always like 
a dream for yours. Yeah, I mean, just like I said, just growing up in a single parent household. Always, obviously, two incomes are better than one. Uh, <laughs> so, so that's always a thing. And then, like I said, when you just find somebody that you can be their friend first, because that was the thing with us, we were friends first. So we were friends in high school. We didn't like rush into anything. We just everything kind of naturally happened. Nothing was forced. So when you're just a title on your best friend, yeah. then, you know, it's, it's easy at that point. And we have so many similar interests, whether it was basketball, whether it was traveling, whether it was cooking, that we, yeah. you know, learned to grow in love. Yeah. Then it's, everything else is just easy at that point. Yeah. I think for me, I didn't know it would be marriage at yeah. the time because my parents were married. Yeah. Um, they met similarly, they met in college and you know, now we're talking about 27-ish years married. So for me, I always saw that. But again, it's just like you always kind of look and go beyond. Yeah. So I wasn't really like per se like, well, I'm going to grow up and get married and have kids. But I knew I wanted to find someone who was like my best, best friend. Yeah. And when I found that and I realized like he is my best friend, I can be goofy. I can be, he gives me my space. Uh, he gets that. Um, she likes his time to herself. He yeah. understood that I like my things a certain way. I was really organized, really meticulous about things. He was okay with every little quirk. And he knew I was bossy and he was okay <laughs> with that. But he always gave his two cents. Like people think when you're with somebody bossy, the other person is just like very compliant. He still gave his two cents. He still gave his opinions. And it's not like I didn't incorporate him. It's just I was always the visionary. I guess it kind of has a, a way of like when you eat your childhood. When you, I was the youngest. Yeah, she and was I was the oldest. oldest. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm like, yeah, you can tell me what to do. I'm going to tell you how I feel. And if I want to go on with it, I'll just go on with it. Yeah. He was just straight. He's a very simple person. He's like, just being with you is enough for me. So whatever you want to do, that's really what it was. But I just think marriage, especially now, like like we're we're looking possibly to do something like a vow renewal, because now yeah. from 2013, 2023 is around the yeah. corner. <laughs> we almost have been 10 years. That's the crazy 10 part. years of friendship. Yeah. And then 2023 will make also five years five of marriage. Years so, yeah. um, wow. And it, even that is just a, a big step and a major milestone for us that we get a chance to look back on it. And it's just been really fun. These yeah. first five years have flew by. It did. Um, it we did. got married when we were 21. That was in 2018. When we graduated. Yeah. Yep. We were 21. Well, we were going to be 20. We were so going to be 22. 21. Yep. So we were 21 years old. We could finally drink now. Oh, oh crazy. <laughs> and um, that was our first thing. And we were just thinking about marriage. But I think now if we had to give like our two cents or some advice from our perspective, for me, I think it's just find someone who's your friend first. Yeah. There's no time stamp for how long it takes to be friends, whether it's two months or a year. That's not the thing. Find someone who you can be every layer of yourself with. Yeah, because true. there are relationships that work with people who are partial, but they don't have longevity because you can't be unapologetically your entire self. So I think that's probably like the biggest thing like I would probably say for me. <laughs> be your well, own self. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say, yeah, definitely just be friends. Um, don't try to rush anything. If you're a friend, you know, just kind of see where it goes. 
And then for me, just be persistent. Persistent. He was very yeah. persistent. persistent. Even when I tried to end it, even when I tried to turn him down, even with my crazy friends and all that notions, he yeah. was just so persistent. Yeah. Just be persistent because even today, like we still get, oh, y'all still together or yeah. things like that. But I mean, we kind of, we're off in our own bubble. Yeah. Yet we're still out there at the same time. And, you know, if you know us, you know, we're still together. You know, we're still doing everything yeah. that we were still doing. But that's just the thing. If you're friends first, then those, even if you have arguments, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not going to be my best friend. You know? Yeah. So. And it's, it's just been blissful. We've had a lot of fun. Um, We've had our ups and downs for sure, but it always goes back to what I really want to do my friend like this. Yeah. Do I really want to not talk to my friend? Yeah. And now we've just built in that friend relationship as like partners, as husband and wife now. So that's that's really been our last big mantra of just like be friends first. Um, have your non-negotiables. You don't have to you don't have to give up anything. I wanted someone who could be funny, but who could also be like take in situations very serious, very intellectual. Yeah. And I wanted someone who could be a gentleman, who could be the man I needed to be, where I could also step into my feminine side, despite me being very bossy. <laughs> and just like let him do his thing and just watch it. And so right now we're in this phase where we're just taking turns watching each other grow and get yeah. better. And I think you just have to be comfortable in your own skin because, you know, is slightly smarter than me. And if it's her time to shine, you let her shine. I don't think you take anything away from yeah. that. Um, I know she's in like a lot of uh, different conversations and was in college and things yeah. like that, uh, going to a lot of networking events and things like that. And, you know, when you're around somebody that's constantly doing all these things, you may seem jealous, but that's your friend. You're like yeah. cheering them on. And, yeah. you know, you because you want them to win at the end of the day, you want that person to succeed. So, um, you just got to be confident in your own self, know what you bring to the table. Yeah. And this is, you know, question that. Because yeah. that's the reason probably why they got me to you is because they want somebody to, you know, those layers with them and to understand them like a person. So. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely your biggest fan. Yeah. <laughs> this is so fun to to go back and just like look back yeah. almost 10 years and just see how we've met. So um, thank you guys for listening. Um, we can't wait to share more about our stories. And it's more, plenty now. It's definitely it's more to talk <laughs> about. And um, yeah, so we can't wait to catch you guys back on our next episode. Um, whatever you're going through in life, ups or downs, you got to remember. Just, just keep it you know. Thank you guys for listening to our podcast. Be sure to follow us on social at Just Keep Keeping On to stay in the loop of everything that's going on. And if you want to check on us individually and see what we have going on, be sure to follow me at Denisha LK 22 and Dre at Dre underscore Keaton.